Welcome to Many Happy Miles in 2024. Um, This podcast celebrates all types of forward movement, whether it's a run to kick off our brand new year of 2024, or maybe just a gentle walk or a nap or a yoga session to kind of welcome in the new year in a lovely way. We're here to say yay to all of it. I'm Dimity McDowell, co-founder of Another Mother Runner. And I'm Sarah Wessner Flynn. And Dimity, today I'm saying yay to the new year. Happy new year. Let's start this year off right. I love all those ideas that you had. Gentle yoga <laughs> sounds wonderful. I'm sitting here wet after track practice and freezing and thawing out. So I'll take anything warm like a sauna session. That's, that, wow. that's how I'd like to kick off the new year. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. So you, so you, it's the, tw- it's actually the 26th right now of December, like, yeah. uh, you know, spoiler alert. So you had <laughs> track practice this morning, the day after Christmas. Yes. 9am. So no, no rest for the weary. Um, I, I definitely have like a Christmas hangover right now. I stayed up way too late. We got back from uh, my family and celebrating last night and I decided I'd stay up to watch, um, Lessons in chemistry on Apple TV. And all of a sudden it was one thirty in the morning. I was like, oh, I gotta get up. So yes, yeah, so I'm a little retired, but the rest of the day should be pretty relaxed. We're still kind of on break here. So, you know, not much, not much going on. Yeah. So holidays right. are good, but charging forward to the new year and looking forward to all things fun ahead. Nice, nice. With lessons in chemistry, was it worth the sleep deprivation? Oh my god. I well, of course I fell asleep. I'm trying to I'm reading the book. Um, okay. way late. I know a lot of people read it last year. Um, I, I was on a trip last week, so I read most of it on the plane. I have like maybe a hundred pages left and then was eager to start watching the show, but I wanted to read the book first. Um, and so the first like 20 minutes I thought were great. And then I fell asleep and then I woke up, watched a little bit, fell asleep, you know, that cycle. So I'm probably going to start over today. And once I get home and warm up, I'll, I'll watch it again and see how it compares to the book. Perfect. Perfect. And did you get any um, athletic related gifts for your for your Christmas holiday? Oh, good question. I did get a Stanley Cup, uh, <laughs> you know, the, coveted, <laughs> the coveted Stanley Cup, which I guess I dropped a couple of hints. Um, and so that counts because it's water, it's hydration. Uh, so yes, I'll that, be hydrating with my Stanley Cup. And then, um, yeah, a couple of like cold gear. That's always good for me because I spent a lot of time outside with the, the track. So um, I got like, you know, fleece and headbands and things like that that are good. But yeah, how about Very you? Nice. Um, you know, I didn't get much athletic wear this year or athletic things. I got a lot of self-care things, which were nice. Um, a lot of uh, nice bath stuff and mm-hmm. some candles and some pajamas that I'm really excited about because they're, oh. uh, they come in long. <laughs> so um, <laughs> stuff like that. I gave Grant a heart rate monitor. He really wanted a heart rate monitor. So we oohed and odd over that. And um, oh, yeah, nice. it was, it was a good, it was a good Christmas, but yeah, not quite like, you know, bike shorts or, you know, a jacket or anything like that. Yeah. Well, we have plenty of that don't we? Yes. Like, I feel yeah. like I don't need anything. If I need it, I buy it usually throughout the year. So when yes. it comes to workout gear, I don't always need it. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Well, so our present to you guys today, our listeners, is today's guest, who is Jill Watson. She's a mom and a fitness instructor who's joining us from the UK. So she's got an awesome accent. Jill has a fascinating story of adventuring around the world that began 20 years ago when she won a reality show on the BBC in Borneo. Since then, she's done adventure competitions in far-fung places, including the Arctic Circle 
and was even on Ninja Warrior UK. And for her next adventure, Jill is gearing up to celebrate turning 60 in a very extreme way by spending 10 days deep in the Panama jungle for the Panama Coast to Coast Challenge involving 100 miles of trekking and 25 miles of rafting in just over 10 days in March. Why? Well, because she can. (laughs) So we look forward to hearing all about that. Welcome, Jill. Hi, guys. So we're excited to talk to you as you've got quite a story. So you didn't get into running and fitness until you were in your 30s. Is that right? No, I did quite a lot before. But um, in about 1999, I saw an adventure race on the television. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, that's perfect. Because I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. And it suited, it was kayaking, mountain biking and running. And so from then on, I would have been 30 there, 30 odd then. I just did adventure racing and I loved it. Nice, nice. Was that the reality show in Borneo or tell us about that BBC show? Okay, so that was the second one in the series. They did one in Britain. Uh, which was mainly in Scotland. And then they recruited for a second one, which was, I did not know this, actually, when I went for the auditions. The auditions were hard. And I I did a race called the Tough Guy many times, um, which is a legendary obstacle course race. One of its, were the only ones before obstacle course races appeared. And uh, he sent us the application forms and I, did the selections in Penny or Penny Fan in the Brecon Beacons in Wales. It was really tough. And then they said, oh, you're selected. But I thought the next series would be in Britain again. I had no idea I would be going to Malaysia and Borneo. And my daughter was nine at the time. Yeah, and, and you won that race, Jill, correct? Well, it wasn't a race. It was, we were filming for 16 so, days. It, oh, okay. it was tough. So it was like a survivor almost, right? Yeah, it mm-hmm. was. Yeah. What are some of the challenges that you had to do on that particular show? Well, the first few days we had to just go through like they used to beast us, like press ups, pull ups, and just try and break us. And in the first few days, due to the jungle, a lot of people dropped out anyway. And then we carried on. We did things like trekking through the night, holding positions in the night hard to stay awake you know when it's warm Mm -hmm. and you sat still and they've got me on film nodding off I got told off for that we had to do tracking memory games and just endurance stuff and 18 men started and six women and in the last six there were still three women which just shows how tenacious and good women are at endurance sports Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yes. Well, so what's your background? I mean, so you're, were your parents like into endurance sports or like, where does this come from? Your grit and determination? I think I've just always wanted to do things. So I um, often went to do things by myself because they weren't pushing me. Uh-huh. I was good at school at everything. You know, same again, jack of all trades, master of none. Um, I joined Venture Scouts on my own. Did most things on my own. Went to New Zealand on Operation Rally in 1986 when I was 21. All on my own, fundraised for that and had a life-changing experience out there. And uh, then had children. I still took my daughter everywhere. I didn't let her restrict me in my um, exploits. I just always have wanted to do stuff. Mm -hmm. And 
I just, I think Sagittarians have an inbuilt nature to explore and challenge themselves. Yeah, it sounds like it. So how did that experience on the Tough Enough show in Borneo, how did that change your life? Like once you won a reality show, did you kind of set yourself up to do more of those, right? Well, yeah, they were going to bring us all back. So they did one in England, one in Malaysia, one in the desert, and then they were going to do an Arctic one and then bring us all back. But it all got shelved. I don't know, BBC, what they were up to. But I got a lot of talks out of it. I got a lot of uh, sponsorship out of it. And I was only saying the other day, if social media had been a big thing back then, I'd probably maybe be a bit more famous and a bit more well off than I am now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. I know, right? Like, I think of the same. It's a it's a blessing and a curse because you say, think sometimes you probably wish you didn't have social media back then because you probably would have put some stupid stuff out there. But as far as platform for you for being on a reality show, reality stars now are huge because of social media. They become actual celebrities. So that's true. Have you heard of Ben Fogel? Mm, sounds no. familiar. He won a reality show. And he just presents on telly all the time now. And, you know, he's been driven quite high because of social media. Mm-hmm. It's just a, such a shame. It's such a shame. Mm-hmm. But people still recognize me. It's bizarre. 20, <laughs> nearly 21 years ago. Yeah. Well, also, it was like kind of the dawn of those shows at, at the, in the 90s. Everything was very novel. And I think the whole country was probably invested. Like, I remember when I watched Survivor here in the 2000s, I could still remember, I probably could still recognize those contestants as well because it was like the first time we <laughs> had watched that and experienced that on, on TV. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to go on that. Well, yep. I mean, you you should. I, <laughs> that would be fun. I mean, gosh, they're on season like, what, 52 or something at this point? I, I know. Mean... <laughs> it's crazy. Like now I'm like, uh, my kids are into it now, but I, you know, I was really into it in college. We would have watch parties and all that, you know, like that was such a big phenomenon back then. Totally, totally. Well, and so was Ninja Warrior. So tell us about that, Jill. I mean, you know, I, when I watch that on, it's, it's it's still here on in the States. It probably is in the UK as well. I mean, it looks so hard, like so physically hard. Was it as hard as it looks or was it like kind of a walk in the park for you? Well, I, I was 52, I think, when I got on that. If you Google it on YouTube, you'll see what happened. But it's hard. You've got to train for it, but you don't know what to expect because... You don't get to go on it beforehand. Sure. You just stand there and you've just got to try your best. The lady, somebody shows you it and then you just have to have a go. So you can't really practice. For, you don't know what's coming up because you don't know what the obstacles are going to be yeah. until you walk into that filming studio. Well, I did see on YouTube and despite not making it to the warped wall, you were so fit, like so, I think you still are obviously, but you look very muscular. So I imagine you did get pretty jacked for that, didn't you? Oh yeah, I was really excited. <laughs> really, ex- I was too excited, far too excited. Yeah, we won't spoil what happened, but um, you can just Google your name and it pops up right away. <laughs> if you want to laugh. <laughs> I've tried to get on again. I've tried to get on again, but we haven't done it again in in the UK once, I think. And I didn't see the um, application. Oh, okay. So you don't even I'm get a fitter pra- now than, than I was then, hey? Oh, we're going to talk about that in a minute. You do. You are very fit. I love it. Um, but wait, you do, you do. You don't even get a practice round. Like literally, the cameras roll. No. That's the first time you you get you get to do the obstacles. Hardly anyone made it in our heat. Even this guy that lives and 
lives for Ninja Warrior. Even his kids are called after Ninja Warriors. <laughs> I was on after him and I heard the whole production crew go, <gasps> he'd fell in as well because he'd changed the first things and he wasn't prepared and he fell in and he was one of the, the regular guys. So it's no wonder Arthur has never made it. Hmm. Yeah. So it was different than it had been in a prior season, the, the obstacles? Well, they change it every, every day. Mm, okay, yeah, that's really hard. So yeah. they say, don't film it because you'll ruin it for the others, but people invariably do. Mm-hmm. So they change the obstacle order so nobody knows what's coming. Wow. Well, even to be selected for that show, you have to be a standout. So was that like a tough auditioning process to get on? Yeah, we, we went to a gym in Manchester and had to do all sorts of... Um, swinging things on on tiny little holes and jumping <laughs> over things and yeah it's quite good fun yeah and you have to have a good personality too which if you watch the youtube video you do like a push-up and you you have like a little no, bit a of plank. a show beforehand it was a plank oh a plank sorry <laughs> I, I, I plank everywhere what does that mean so you lie um prone on top of things usually in england you know what a trick point is Mm-mm. No, what's that? So it's a it's a mapping beacon that's on top of most of our mountains. Okay. Um, I tend to plank on those, but anything else handy that looks precipitous or mountains, just lie on top of them, prone, hands down, head down, like a straight plank. Yeah. So, so that's your thing. <laughs> mm. Yeah. All right. Well, so you're gearing up for a tough challenge. You'll be trekking 12 hours a day, carrying a 44 pound pack. Um, but obviously, you've done it challenging before we'll talk about panama in a minute so up until now what is the hardest adventure you've had to date oh well it's all with the same company these are a rat race adventures um and four years ago this very week i trekked 205 kilometers across the namibian desert race to the wreck it was called uh that was tough because of the heat really and coping with the sand and it was just a day in, day out. We had a good laugh, though. You know, I think humour helps sometimes. Yeah. And then last year, I skated the Mongol 100, which is another rat race event. So you can skate, run or bike that. But I decided to skate it because it's quicker and less impact on your joints. And that same year, I did the Arctic Circle one, which was absolutely fantastic. Before we go to the Arctic, I'm curious about the skating. So tell us, I mean, what the Mongol, where, where was that? The Mongol 100 is in the north of Mongolia, almost at the Russian border, and it's a frozen lake called Lake Hovsgol. I've been three times now with Rat Race. I've been a crew member. Then I skated it. Then I was a crew member last year as well. So you can you can cross the lake in any way you see fit, foot, bike or skate or a mixture of both over four days. And we get, it's just an amazing place. Absolutely mind-blowing place. Just 100 miles of frozen, thick, solid ice. And you you just get on every day, just get up and carry on until you get to the finish line at a Mongol camp in the south of the lake. It's just seeing the culture out there is just absolutely phenomenal. It's just a great place. What a cool way to see the world. Are, are there people on these mm. rat race adventures? Are there a lot of returnees or people that go back a lot? Yeah, they are because it, they're so friendly. And it, it's not a race, elitist sort of race. It's for everybody. And all they want you to do is get to finish line. 
they're not bothered if you're a racing snake or you're at the back. So the first year I did Mongo 100 as crew, we had an Australian lady, and she she's a very well-built lady. She's not a fast lady, but she got to finish line. She just did it at her own pace every day. She was last in every day, and we cheered her in every day. And she's a mother too. Wow. Cool. And as far as the Arctic Circle, what was that like, and how cold was it? Not as cold as Mongolia, mm. but we had quite bad conditions. So it was three days. The first day was fat bike, and we went from from Norway. It started in Finland, so we we did a fat bike on a frozen lake on day one. And there's a try point where Finland, Sweden, and Norway all meet. So we rode to that and back. The conditions were absolutely hideous, howling winds, snow driving in your face. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys do you guys have the expression type two fun in the UK? Yeah. Yes, yeah. So I mean you you're like a, a type two fun like junkie, uh huh? That's your thing. Yeah. Yeah. And the next day was um cross country skiing. So we skied out via a couple of huts to camping overnight. Oh, that was cold. Blimey, that was cold. <laughs> uh, we saw the northern lights. And got up the next day and snowshoed over this mountain and back over the river, back to the tri-point cairn that we'd been to the day before, two days previously on the bikes. And then had a few drinks and then went back to Norway. It was fabulous. A really good event. I would recommend it to anybody. Wow. We'll be right back after this break. So how, I mean, so do they have, do, do they have like some kind of physical benchmark you need to meet to, to be able to go on these adventures? If you read there, they've got a brochure out where you can go on a test pilot. Okay. And the current brochure, if you get it, they've got like a, a temperature gauge, which is hardness. So the hardest one in the book at the moment is Panama. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Our- the others... You need to train, you know, but you you can walk most of them or do them at a low level, but some are harder than others. But Panama is the gold standard at the moment. Yeah. Well, so how are you preparing for this Panama challenge? So you're going in March of 2024, correct? Well, I, I joined CrossFit gym after I came back from Mongolia this year. Best thing I ever did. Absolutely fantastic. I just love lifting. And when you're getting towards 60, Lifting weights is so important for your overall body strength, your joint strength, your tendons and ligaments. And in the next few couple of months, we haven't got long, you know, flipping out. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get on the stair mill with with a, a heavy pack and just go for that. I'm yeah. going out in the hills on Saturday for 10 miles because I live in a very hilly, boggy place called the Peak District. And so you'll be, and you have to row as well? No, pack no, raft. Just pack raft. Okay. Okay. So once you're in the the raft, it's more navigating, less physical strain. Yeah, just, I bet we won't be able to walk by then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the river just takes you down and we, we finish on the Caribbean island of Boca del Toron, is it? Toro? I can't remember what it's called, but that's the, the finish line treat after spending all that time in the jungle. Oh, how nice. I guess you get to spend a couple of days there or just a few hours? <laughs> uh, one night, I think. But okay. We'll see. We might, 
We might add on. I can't afford to add it on, actually. I think it's a bit expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So what drew you to this challenge, especially as a way to celebrate turning 60? Well, I've I've done a lot of stuff with Rat Race over the years. And a couple of years ago, I did the Dragon's Back race down Wales, which is a a tough race. Then I did the half spine. Next year, I also want to do the full spine, which is 268 miles down the centre of England for my 60th. So all the lads that I met in Namibia and in Mongolia, they've all signed up for Panama. So we're all going. So we're all supporting each other. And let's see, you know, if we can make it through, because it's going to be hard, going to be really, really hard. And what better way to celebrate my 60th, in my opinion? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned CrossFit uh, as something that you just joined. Tell us how, you know, you just stay super active and you're not slowing down. I mean, obviously weightlifting, but you were weightlifting before that, right? Strength training before you joined CrossFit, obviously, right? Yeah, but not like this, not like not that then. Um, I think, I do say this to everybody, I've been very, very fortunate Uh, with injuries I think because I teach a lot of Pilates and because I've always worked out my general body structure is quite strong so I think I've been very fortunate very very fortunate and you're also like mentally tough though so where does that come from I don't know I can I mean when I filmed that SAS show blimey that just sent you to places you've never been before especially when we did the interrogation that was tough Mm. I just had to like distance myself but you do find when you do these long challenges you do dig deep women do especially women excel at endurance more than men they go into another place I don't know if you've heard of Yasmin Paris Mm -hmm. Uh, she won the spine race a couple of years ago no men have beaten her record and she just had a baby and was expressing breast milk Mm -hmm. as she did the race Mm -hmm. I remember that the famous photo that they took of her as she was nursing mm. her baby. Yeah. So you have someone like that, that you kind of see as like a, a kindred spirit almost. Oh yeah. Total inspiration. Mm-hmm. Women have got real inner strength. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so when somebody comes up to you, you know, as you know, maybe they recognize you on the street or maybe they see you at one of the races you do and they're like, wow, how do you, I could never do that. Right. I could never be, you know, I could never, I mean, the idea of being like a hundred miles on a lake in Mongolia, like it's, it's kind of intriguing to me. And then it's also just terrifying. What would you say to somebody like that? I don't know, really. Some people, I think you have to have a certain type of mindset because some people do put barriers in the way. Because I'm in a running club and we lift people up from 5k upwards Mm -hmm. and people even have barriers about 5k. You know, you've just got to, Get your goal and deal with it. I'm terrible for winging it and not training hard enough. But <laughs> because I think, yeah, I am, I, I admit it. But I think because I've got that kind of head, I'll never say no. I'll just get on with it and suffer. And I have suffered in the past. Yeah, but you do surround yourself with a lot of people just by looking at your Instagram. Like you seem to be very social. You teach fitness classes. So does that help to like keep your motivation just to have like the company and a community? Yeah, I do have a lot of people who have said in the past, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have done A, B, C or D. And I also try and get people to do things with me. Uh, Like tonight, I'm doing a night race. We're all running with head torches on. And this will be the first race 
that me and my daughter have gone sort of head to head. Mm. And who's so faster? So she's running tonight. Pardon? Who's faster? Well, we'll see, won't we? <laughs> How old is your daughter? She's 31 now. Okay. She's a climbing instructor at Knox University. I was just about to ask you if your daughter, if your daughter, uh, you know, what, what she thought of all this. Has she been, so has she been on any of these adventures with you? Or, I mean, obviously if she's a climbing instructor and she's running the race, she obviously has that lifestyle that you do. Yeah. But- she, she was going to come to Mongolia as crew last year, but it all fell through. But yeah, she definitely likes, she wants to do a big race next year. And there's a race in England called the Felsman, which is a 60 mile race and it's its 60th anniversary and I'm 60. So I'm going to try and to get her to do that with me, though I don't know if I could stand the moaning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's she maybe doesn't have as much tenacity and toughness as you do, maybe, Jill. But <laughs> she's, not, she's not as laid back as me. She's a bit more stressy. Mm, got it. We'll see what happens tonight. I, I'm, what do I do tonight? Do I let her run off and kill herself or, and then overtake her? Or do I run <laughs> off and let her chase me? I don't know, Demi, what do you think? You always have good advice. <laughs> I don't know. I would, I mean, I would, I would probably let her do her own thing just because as a, as a parent myself, anytime you try to tell the kids what to do, even if they are 31, they're still, you know, maybe not going to listen or maybe get annoyed. One of the, one of the two, right? <laughs> yeah. But she's proud of what I've done. And she often does on birthdays and Mother's Day, she always does me a big, big up posts on uh, Insta and Facebook. And I do get a lot, a lot of support from people. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are quite proud of me. Right. I just see it that, that stuff I do, but I think people think a lot more of it than I actually think of it. You know, I haven't told you what I'm doing next summer though, have I? No, no. what are you doing? Um, this is Rat Race again, but it's a one-off expedition to the Bikini Atoll. Wow. Wow. Do you know what that is? Yes. And how do you get there? What are you going to do once you get there? Oh, we're doing a a run kayak actually on Bikini Atoll. But as you say, getting there is the crux of it all. It's a long trip to get to the middle of nowhere, basically. Mm -hmm. And it's been on the rat race organizer's mind for years. And uh, finally, it's coming to fruition. But I'm having to try and find the money to fund it at the moment. Wow, that is incredible. So is it is it like um this race director seems like he almost like has pins in a map of places where he like the most far off places where he wants to do these events. Yeah, I don't think you'd be far wrong with that. He's just been to a test an event in Turkmenistan to the Devaza gas crater. Hmm. So that's a bizarre spot because I've seen the pictures. <laughs> and he gets a pretty good group to go and do these adventures oh yeah i mean mongolia this year third time i've been this the group i went with last year was absolutely legendary i laugh a minute absolutely i I think i spent the whole sort of nearly a fortnight in tears with laughter it was such a great group oh that makes such a difference that makes such a difference doesn't it Mm -hmm. i mean if you get the right group it just it makes the doesn't make the miles easy but it makes them easier right Mm, totally. Yeah, yeah. Well, so Jill, okay, so you're 60. Do you think of yourself, or you're not 60, you're 50, you're, but do you do you think about your age much, or is it just more like, this is the body I have, this is what I want to do, this is how I'm going to get there? We were talking about this this morning in class, and I said to um, the people in class, I said, I've got a picture of my mum at 60 
with my daughter, who was three or four, I will not look like that, you know, what she had on. And people thought back then, 26 years ago, that 60 was old. 60 isn't old anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got two 81-year-olds in one of my classes and they're still very upright and very... Because they've always exercised. It's just so important. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we love that your nickname is the Gillinator. <laughs> did you make that up yourself or did someone give it to you? It was a bit of a Terminator play after people that used to come to my circuit training and boot camps. They named me the Gillinator. So terminator but gillinator so it stuck yeah are you known in, as a instructor like as pretty tough like are your classes like you know known for being hard or well i covered an older class last week on my friend's class in the gym and i walked in and they all went oh no <laughs> i said i'm only teaching pilates i can't hurt you well i can but yeah <laughs> but they they loved it I didn't do a hard class. I can do easy. I can do easy. <laughs> can yeah. do easy. Awesome. Well, wow. It's been so fun to talk to you. Good inspiration to keep us all going, to keep our joints strong, to dream big. So thank you, Jill. Right. I was just about to say the same thing. Like these are such big dreams and you're going after them. It's really inspiring to hear like the travel that you're doing too. Like not just staying in the UK, but going out everywhere. Will you come to the US and do a race here? They've got races there. Yeah, I mean, I, I imagine something like in the Death Valley or I can like somewhere very extreme um, in California, maybe, or Grand Canyon. Yeah, I'd like, love to do a Death Valley. And what's the other one? Western States. That's the big yeah, one. Western States. There. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, a lot of people do like rim to rim to rim of the Grand Canyon. That would be right up your alley. Well, I have actually been looking at that race. What's it called? Well, it's just kind of, you do it at whenever you want. They don't have like an organized race, but. There's a proper race there in the Grand Canyon. I can't remember what it's called, but I have looked at that more than once, more than once. It's just money. I don't have much money coming in after COVID. So money is the key. So I pay mm-hmm. for my rat race stuff monthly yeah, uh, or else I wouldn't be going anywhere. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll put you out there on our platform, Jill, and maybe someone will be, uh, you know, generous and, and we'll send them your way. If they oh, want to yeah, sponsor yes. you. That would be an yeah. absolute godsend. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Well, good luck. Happy birthday. I hope the race goes well tonight with your daughter. And then um, let us know. I'm interested to see. Put it up on your Instagram to see how you guys finish. If you finish together or or how it all shook out. Yeah, I will. I'll do that. All right. Take care, Jill. Thank you so much. Thank you. Enjoyed that, girls. Thank you so much, Jill. It was great. Bye. Bye. All right, ladies. Many happy miles in 2024. It's our new year. Let's go for it together. To remind you, Many Happy Miles is our annual membership program that offers up fresh monthly materials that keep you moving forward consistently and complement your healthy lifestyle all year long. We're two days into January and we've started on our press reset theme in the month of January and Many Happy Miles. So we've got a strength routine that is using all the fundamentals. We're doing some fun cardio workouts that kind of keep you sweaty and engaged. And we're focusing on protein intake with sports nutritionist Jennifer Giles. So join us today. It is less than $20 a month. It's an investment in yourself all year long. And I promise you won't regret it. We'll put the links in show notes.